Wake up creatives, we're here to help small businesses think big. We're your source of entrepreneurial inspiration and real talk about running a modern small business. Feel frustrated at the lack of resources for startups? We're here to answer all your questions about what it takes to get your business off the ground, using social media as a tool and inspiring you not to give up along the way. You'll hear stories and practical advice from different talented entrepreneurs to help you to keep working towards your goals. We cover everything from networking tips to starting your own website. This is the JSL Podcast. Grab your coffee and let's grow. Hey there, creatives. It's Lindsay here. I'm joined today by Richard Kuo. He is an inspirational speaker and he travels around and he inspires other people all across uh, California. And we are so excited to have him on our podcast today. Richard, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time. I'm super excited to know all about how you got started with your inspirational speaking and what motivated you. I just, I I have so many questions that I want to ask you today. So first up, tell me a little bit more about yourself and what made you want to become a motivational speaker in the first place? Yeah, so I grew up in Orange County, California, uh, in this tiny little town called Fountain Valley. And uh, I started my youth inspirational speaking journey about five years ago. Uh, I would say what really what really was the reason I started speaking was because I was working a job uh, in corporate entertainment that I just wasn't passionate about. I was there for about two and a half years uh, because that's kind of what I thought I was supposed to be doing. I thought I was supposed to be getting uh, a nice little job because so I could raise mm. a family and everything like that. Kind of like w- what our parents tell us to do. Right. Uh, at least mine. <laughs> and after two and a half years, I just realized that this is not what I want to do anymore. And I wanted to do something a little bit more meaningful. And I also realized that I didn't like this idea of having to work a scheduled time, like nine to five, mm-hmm. and working for someone else. So yeah. those are some reasons I got started with my speaking. And the last piece is... Growing up, uh, I struggle a lot with my self-esteem. And uh, as I started thinking about how I wanted to help other people, I realized that in a way, I felt like I, I wasted a lot of my uh, youth, uh, middle school, high school, even college, feeling like I wasn't good enough. And I realized mm. that if I spent more time just changing that conversation to being more positive and uh, realizing that I am good enough, that... I could just be happy. Wow, that's so powerful. How did you come to that revelation? Like for a lot of people, it's a journey. And what was kind of the catalyst to for you to change your mental thinking and kind of shift into that positive mindset versus the negative mindset? Honestly, it was a journey for me. Uh, when I started speaking five years ago, I definitely didn't have my life together. And uh, to say I have my life together now would, I would say is a little bit of a lie too. Uh, <laughs> when I started five years ago, I, part of the reason why I started speaking, uh, part of the reasons why I started a YouTube channel five years ago was mm-hmm. because I myself wanted to improve my self-esteem. I just struggled with it and uh, I was I felt really stuck. And But I knew I wanted to help other people go through this process that seemed to, in a way, for, my, for myself personally, this idea of low self-esteem tended to uh, cloud my mind and I just wanted to help myself and I want to help other people move past that. So... Uh, when I started my channel, it was just a bunch of just creating content and answering questions like, how do we overcome our low self-esteem? How do we improve ourselves? How do we become more confident? And uh, that's how the journey started. That's amazing. And it, it's especially pertinent for young people 
who struggle with depression. Cause I know I struggled with depression and self-image all throughout my high school. And I wish I had known that you existed when I was in high school, <laughs> or I definitely would have watched your videos. Cause I've, I've been going through a lot of them and they are really, really powerful. Um, so I want to talk a little bit more about how you navigate these difficult conversations, especially when you're face to face or um, at an event or at a high school and you're talking to this bunch of um, probably glassy eyed teenagers that are having a hard time with their own lives. How do you navigate that conversation and engaging them and actually getting them to pay attention and realize that this is important? Yeah, I would say for me, my quote unquote hook would be uh, just being vulnerable and sharing my own personal story. Mm. I think sharing stories is one of the most powerful ways that we can learn. And uh, I was taught this uh, when I got started speaking. Uh, I'm very fortunate to also work for a nonprofit that revolves all around storytelling. So I learned how to tell my story through hundreds upon hundreds of just practicing presentations live in front of students. Uh, And I realized by talking about, you know, the time my best friend who had a huge crush on rejected me (laughs) uh, or the first time I got a, I got an F in a class when my brother and sister were getting straight A's and the family expectations were to get Mm -hmm. straight A's or, you know, dealing with my body image issues. What I realized is when I start talking about these things in a, uh, in a very open, but also a slightly humorous way, you know, I I look back and I laugh at these things, but by opening myself up and sharing these things to students, uh, they start to empathize and relate and be like, oh, wow, like, number one, he's willing to go there. And then number two, I could totally relate with that because I'm going through that too. And I think that's what kind of hooks students to listen because it's relevant to yeah, them. Yeah, very true. You know, everybody in their own mindset has to figure out, you know, at some point, you know, I am worth it. And that's something that I just was recently learning last year as I was talking to all these different entrepreneurs in our podcast who were super inspiring and really motivated. And honestly, you're one of the people that I wish I had known about last year when I was going through all this because your videos are super inspiring and you have this really great energy and yeah, kudos to you. And you have over 9,000 subscribers on YouTube. Not anybody can say that. So you should feel very proud of yourself. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, next thing I would like to ask you about is I want to ask you about your video game addiction videos. Because I grew up playing video games and my nephew plays video games all the time. You know, it's this issue that um, it's like screen addiction, you know. So I wanted you to talk a little bit about why you decided to stop playing video games and what that looked like for you. (laughs) Oh, goodness. We're digging into deep questions. I love it. Um, (laughs) So I'm I'm guessing you saw my videos on my channel. Uh, So some of my most popular videos for the people who are listening to this and don't know. Uh, some of the reasons why I have a lot of subscribers is because people saw this video called why I quit playing video games. And mm-hmm. uh, the truth of the matter is that I quit and then I relapsed and I went back. Then I, I'm i like, you know what? This isn't good for me. So I quit again and then I relapsed mm-hmm. again. And then I had this urge to play again, so I went back. So I went back and forth, back and forth. Uh, I can't even, it's so hard to count how many times. Uh, it must have been at least 10 different times. And I share this openly because I think it's important to uh, know that everyone's journey is a little bit different. Some people, mm-hmm. maybe they end up doing some sort of detox and they just completely stop playing. Uh, but for me, it was a back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And 
I would say the most important piece for me, uh, well, first of all, let's talk about like why I decided to quit playing video games. Yes. Uh, for me, it's not about the, it's not about quitting. It's more about taking control of my life. Mm. And for me, video games, uh, it was kind of a drug. And I'm not saying that video games are bad. I'm just saying for me, um, I had a hard time playing it in moderation. When I played, it was, for me, it was an escape. It was escape yes. from reality. It was escape from my responsibilities because I didn't want to face the challenges I was going through in my life. So that mm. was why it was unhealthy for me. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think over time, over the past, let's say, four years, especially, you know, I'm even going to say like seven years of going back and forth. Uh, I think over time, I started to realize that what video games is, it was it was almost like a a challenge for me to regain control of my life, where mm. in a way I wasn't depending on certain quote unquote substances, aka video games, or it could be eating, it could be taking naps. Those are things I love to do. Uh, and choosing <laughs> choosing to take that responsibility first, and then uh you know, if I kind of am taking responsibility, I am completing my work, I am uh, doing things that are making me feel good, then I will give myself more flexibility to play the video games if I want to. Okay. That's, that's an amazing story. Because really, um, from what it sounds like, especially in your videos, you know, you, like you said, it was like an addiction, like almost like a substance addiction. But I, I can definitely relate because growing up, I played a lot of video games. I don't play video games as often now. But for me, it was more of a slow, um, like distancing myself because I simply didn't have enough time. Like if I had more time yeah. and my priorities were a little less uh, pressing, I would definitely be sitting my butt in front of the TV and playing Minecraft all day because I've done that. I have. <laughs> and, you yeah. know, I, I can definitely relate. And I know a lot of people struggle with whatever their addiction is, either video games, people will sit in front of the TV and binge Netflix all day, you know, whatever the electronic addiction is. I would even go as far to say that like Instagram can also be an electronic addiction where you're constantly posting selfies yeah. and getting your validation through those likes or getting validations through video games and getting those achievements. So um, how, okay. How did you kind of shift your inner value from focusing on, well, these video games bring me joy to my life now brings me joy. Mm, that's a that's a great question, and uh, that's a question I struggle a lot with throughout the years because video games does create this fulfillment. You know, there's the, like you said, there's the achievements, there's leveling up, there's a community when you're hanging out with friends. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think I had to look at my life on a deeper level and just look at like. In a way, like I've always asked this question and it's that very cliche question of like, what is the purpose of life? And there's so many different ways to dig deep into this question and answer it. And we each get to figure out what is our version of that. For me, uh, I understood that my purpose of life is defined by me. Like I get to create that. And for me on a deeper level, I just knew that my life was about uh, service, like a piece of my life was about service, like helping other people. And I knew if I were playing video games, mm -hmm. that I wouldn't be able to fully serve people because I would just be absorbed in my own little world and disconnected from my, everyone else. That's just how I play video games. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just, you know, I, I don't 
I'm not very social when it comes to video games. I just play by myself because it's entertaining and calming and all that. So, right. Uh, yeah. And I just, I just realized that fulfillment was a huge piece. So I had to go out and whatever that was, speak more, make more YouTube videos that would support other people or uh, live streams to connect and answer people's life questions. And uh, another piece was, yeah, like I just realized like playing games and being, uh, how do I say that? Kind of being like being out of control was not a good feeling mm. and did not make me feel so it did make me feel good and it did make me feel fulfilled. Mm. So those are reasons why I am very mindful uh, when it comes to the topic of games for myself. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate that. It's, it's so powerful to hear that coming yeah. from you because, you know, like I said, that was something that I struggled with for a long time. And so just thank you. Um, so after you kind of distance yourself from that whole video game thing and you got your your mind focused on what you wanted to do, you know, making YouTube videos and connecting with people and kind of helping other kids realize that video games and Fortnite is not the end all be all. Um, how did you find a new sense of community in that? Ooh, a new sense of community. Well, uh, so the cool thing about this podcast right now as we speak is like it is so relevant to literally this moment as we speak. <laughs> what I mean by that is things and people that bring me joy. Right. And uh, in a way fulfillment. So I, I do I do enjoy hanging out with my speaker friends too because they are also on the same mission yes. path of helping other yes, people. Yes, I agree. It's important to have and surround yourself with people who are on the same wavelength as you are emotionally and they're trying to better themselves. You know, that's why, um, cause you and I met when we went to the color, your dreams event and we're just in this room full of entrepreneurs and self-made people. It kind of made you realize like step back for a second and go, wow, like I'm not the only one who decided to divert from that traditional path. Yeah. I just think that's very powerful. Um, so I just want to ask you one more question about how you got started in your entrepreneurial journey as a speaker. So what was your first speaking event ever like? Oh, goodness. That's a that's a really great question. <laughs> so I will share a little bit of a story just because it's relevant. Uh, so when I first started my speaking journey, I, I kind of declared it. I was like, I want to be a motivational speaker. And my good friend Kayleen was like, Richard, that's great. When is your first speaking gig? And I sat there like, well, I don't know, whenever a school decides to hire me or bring me in to speak. <laughs> and then she's like, Richard, what if you were to create your own speaking event? And that's one of those moments as a, you know, when we start a project or something that we want to do, but we're really scared of because we've never done, never done it before. Uh -huh. Like that was, yeah, that was one of those moments where I was like, ah, dang it. Like, you're so right. Like, instead of waiting for a speaking gig to come, which could take months, I just get to create one. So wow. my first speaking gig, uh, I gave myself three I gave myself three months to plan. Uh, it was it was uh, I was part of a coaching group. So it, they kind of pushed me to, you know, create some structure. So three three months um, I booked a I did it at a soup kitchen. Because the purpose of that was, number one, it was free. Number two, uh, all the proceeds that people would you know, pay to get into the 
speaking event. It was like $20 uh-huh. would all go towards uh, feeding homeless veterans, which is perfect. Wow. That's awesome. And uh, I just, I didn't know what I was going to talk about. So like about maybe two months before the event, I had to publicize it. So I just came up with a random title that I thought would be good, which was the power positivity. And uh, like, I kept trying to prepare, but I was so nervous. And the way my mind works is I tend to procrastinate a lot. So I literally didn't have my 45 minute speech prepared until probably the night before. Oh my gosh. Or maybe even morning of because (laughs) my brain just like it gets stuck. Mm -hmm. If I try to prepare ahead of time like that. Um, But overall, we had 30 people show up. We raised over $800 towards charity. And uh, it was one of the most exhilarating experiences of my life because instead of being stuck in my mind and freaking out like, oh, my goodness, what am I doing? Um, I don't know what to talk about. I'm going to screw up. Instead of doing that, I took my coach's advice, which was, uh, Richard, just let go. Let Mm. go and trust. So even though that scared me so much because I've never never done that before, I did exactly what she told she said. I let go and I trusted. And in the moment, I just had fun. You know, I messed up a few times, but I just continued to having having fun. And uh, that was a very, very cool experience for me. Wow, that is so amazing. I I love that story. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, of course. Thank you that for so powerful. Asking. You know, I think that's a really good lesson to learn. You know, just if you don't think the opportunity is coming your way, you should make your own opportunities. Mm. I love that. And that is just the key of the entrepreneurial spirit right there. So thank you so much for that, Richard. That was yeah. awesome. Oh man, I feel like you've lit a fire in me right now. And, and I know that you're, everybody, all of our listeners are going to be really inspired by what you had to say, especially your story that you just shared. So where can our listeners find you online? Yeah. So uh, my speaking website is richardkuo.com. That's richardkuo.com. Uh, but you could also, if you want to connect with me directly, you could also DM me or find me on either Instagram or YouTube under Richard KUO Live. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today, Richard. Of course. I had fun. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for listening to the JSL Creatives Podcast. We hope you learned something new today and you're inspired to keep working towards your goals. Until next time.